Okay, that was beautiful. Wow. Um, today we're gonna be in Psalm one. We're starting yeah. a new plan, mm-hmm. Daily Grace. She said, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes." Uh, no, but, but y'all will hear that because we yeah. kind of already. We also mentioned that. In it's okay. There, you're gonna more of us. You're gonna get to hear about that. So yeah. Anyway, tune in for more. Oh, this is really good. This is good. Guys, we got venti coffee, which I would like to say I started this trend. Okay? She did. She was going to get a grande. And then I was like, I was thinking, so maybe you should get venti. And I was like, okay. And she was like, wait, actually, because I want one too. So we got ventis, and I do not regret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have white mocha in mine, and do you have three pumps? I'm just going to tell them what it is. Okay. Um, I have a venti iced coffee, light ice, splash of sweet cream, three pumps brown sugar syrup, and no classic. Yeah, so I have, like, basically the same thing, but not. So I have a venti iced coffee with no classic, and then two pumps of white mocha and two pumps of brown sugar, and then a light splash of sweet cream. When it's already a splash and you tell them to do it light, anyway. I know. (laughs) Well, one time I went to the Starbucks in, like, a mall, and it was just, uh, because I asked for a splash of sweet cream... And it was black. Like, the coffee was black. And I'm like, honey. That happened to me at my Starbucks a couple weeks ago, actually, with Hadley. Yeah. We were like, can we have just, because we just got iced coffee with sweet cream. We didn't even get anything else in it. Yeah. And she put it in there, and she handed it to us, and I was like, girl, what is this? Yeah. Do you know what's what? Anyway. Okay. Okay, interesting. Anyway, anyway, right now are very freaking delicious. They are, and I'm very happy about it. Um. Anyway, so we're starting a new plan overall. Yeah, it's um daily grace. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be a good one. <laughs> it's gonna be um. You yeah, might yeah. say fruitful. Oh, that was good. That was good. That was good. This plan is called a fruitful life. Wow. Wow. Okay, well, um, so yeah, the first plan of the plan, Wait two seconds. Okay. Now that you've read. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. anyway. Um, but, yeah, so, personally, the first thing I know that, like, hit, stood out to me, I guess, um, was, so it talks about, it's like, it's it's comparing and talking about the wicked and the righteous, right? That's what Psalm 1 is about. And it's it's literally called the two ways. So there's the yep. wicked way and the righteous way, right? And um, how the wicked... It's basically... It focuses in on the righteous, but it's like the righteous delight in the Lord's instruction. Meditate on it day and night. Like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither. Um, and then it says, whatever he does prospers, Mm -hmm. which the second I read that, I was just like, Joseph, right? Cause like, 
Joseph, in the story of Joseph, he goes through a lot. He goes through a lot. He goes through a lot. Like, you think your life is crazy. It might be. It probably is. But Joseph's life, man, he gets sold into slavery by his brothers. And because they were going to put him in a pit in a, in a big well and just let him die. But then they were like, oh, you know, it might be fun. We sell him into slavery. Because then he doesn't just get to die. He gets to slowly die working for some, like, master. What a good life for, for Joseph. We hate him. Okay, right? They sell him into slavery. And you know why they sell him? Because he's the favorite. Okay? Like, it's one thing for me to be like, oh, yeah, like, they're the favorite. Like, that's so annoying. Oh, my gosh, they just get everything they want. But, like, it's a whole other thing to be like, oh, my gosh, they're the favorite. I literally hate them. Let me kill them. Let me sell them in slavery. Anyway, but Joseph gets sold into slavery, right? Which, like, bad situation. Bad situation. He ends up working as a slave in Potiphar's household. Works his way up in the ranks. Why? Because he's faithful. It says that. It says he was faithful, and so God made him prosperous. Works, him up, works himself up in the ranks. So he's basically now in command of the slaves in Potiphar's household. So now he's like head slave, you know what I'm saying? Well, then, then it's like, wow, God really did me good. We're doing good. We're up ahead, you know, whatever. Like this is, this is all God. And then Potiphar's wife came, comes up and is like, wow, Joseph, you're beautiful. Wow. And then Joseph is like, no, this is not, no, no. I'm a, this like, I'm a servant. I, we're not, mm-mm, mm-mm that's my master I love my master and then she's like wow but Joseph and he's like no don't touch me so then out of jealousy and spite right Potiphar's wife goes to Potiphar and is like Joseph is horrible he tried to do this and so you have to kill him Potiphar's like um but like I feel like he didn't though (laughs) but like obviously you know she's his wife so he has to do something he can't just like not do anything because then that looks terrible so he goes to joseph and he's like hey joseph sorry bro but i actually have to put you in prison and in that moment it's like oh, okay so everything joseph worked for and everything joseph he finally like <clears throat> rose up to this position of power and now he's right back where he started in another jail cell right and in that jail cell he goes and gets put in jail and what does he do? He is faithful. Right? So then, what happens? He begins to prosper. And, mind you, he begins to prosper in a jail cell. So, like, I feel like there's not much you can do there. But anyway, he works his way up in the ranks. And he ends up, you know, befriending the guards and whatever. And he's kind of, like, still in jail. But he's, like, he's well-known in the jail. And he's, like, he does the job. He does, like, better jobs. He's not, like, out there, you know. And then there's these two guys in the jail and they're like we had these crazy dreams like i don't know what's going on does anybody know what happened and just like i think i know i think i know i think i know what it means and he tells them then these these things that he says they happen he interpreted the dreams correctly right so then then guys this is crazy if you don't know the story of joseph if you do then it's like still crazy but anyway um and then Pharaoh sends one of his guys because Pharaoh's having these dreams. And one of his guys comes and is like, 
Hey, I heard that there's this guy in your jail cell that interprets dreams. We have a bunch of people trying to interpret Pharaoh's dreams and they're just telling us the exact, they're just telling us what the dream is. He's like, this is what I dreamt. And the people that interpret are like, so what you dreamt is this. And he's like, no, stupid. I know. Anyway, Joseph gets called to Pharaoh. He interprets his dreams and says, hey, so basically what's happening is there's going to be seven years of prosper in the, in the nation of Israel. And then there's going to be seven years of famine. Okay. And so then Pharaoh's like, oh no. Joseph, you're in charge, right? Joseph becomes second, second in command in all of Israel. In all of Egypt, I guess, because it's Pharaoh. Yeah, in all of Egypt. This is when Israel is under Egypt. So in all of Egypt, second in command. Where was he? A slave. Where was he? Jail. Where is he? Second in command. And Why? Because he's faithful. Because he's faithful. And so I just think in like our own lives, it's like we have our own versions of this jail cell that we, things go wrong. Everything feels like it's falling apart. I know for me, I had like time like that just recently actually where it just felt like literally everything was falling apart. I had like three different jobs that all ended up like kind of falling through and I was so overwhelmed with work and school and all these other little things that I have going on and leadership and all of these things and I was just like I literally went to God and I was like I I don't know what to do I don't know like I'm stuck I feel and it's our jail cell you're stuck you're trapped you feel like there's no way out there's no like how you're in jail. How are you going to... It's not like someone's going to come and just, like, open the gate for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what God calls us to is to be a faithful servant. To be faithful in the jail cell. To be faithful when things are hard. Mm-hmm. Because there's grace. There's grace for that. And there's grace for... And when we are faithful, God sees that. And we prosper. Well, it's the the simple analogy is, I mean, yeah, it's the simplest thing, but it's like you have a plant or you have seeds, okay? You plant the seed, and if you do nothing about it, you leave it there, you don't water it, you don't tend to it faithfully, nothing is going to happen. Mm -hmm. But if you are faithfully watering it and putting it where it needs to be, then it's going to prosper in the end. It's as simple as that, and... Um, I love how it says that it bears fruit in its season Mm -hmm. because so often I'm like, oh, I need fruit in every season. Like I need it to bear fruit in all seasons. Like I am, when I'm going through a bad time, like, oh, I need this to be bearing fruit. I need to be bearing fruit. But God doesn't say that. He doesn't promise that we are going to have, like in the devotional, she was like, bad things are going to happen. And I think she um, also talked about our expectations versus God's. Mm. And it just goes back to, like, Joseph, when he was a slave and then when he was in jail, of course he had different expectations for his life. And then we have different expectations for our life. Mm. And we're focusing on those more than being faithful to the one who has our life in his hands. That's, I mean, that's, again, it says, like, there's two ways. There's two ways of... Yeah. to look at it and there's it's just 
anything that we focus on that is not Jesus it, and we put all of our effort into that, it will crumble mm-hmm. underneath you. Um, and it does. It, it, it do- every literally time. will. Every time. Um, and then, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, going up a little bit. In verse 2, it says, um, it talks about um, the pathway of the sinners, the wicked, the evil, the mockers, whatever. And then it says, instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction. And I think a lot of the times we see the word instruction and we just like, ooh, like, I don't like Mm. instructions. I don't like rules. I don't like um, a list of things that I have to follow. But instruction doesn't, that's, instruction is discipline. And I heard a sermon once and, or it's actually this past weekend, and it was about fences beautiful fences and it talks about the bible and how jesus has built up these beautiful fences for us for our lives and um they talk about a lot of people think fences are restrictive they like oh those are to cut off all you know you think a piece of land like it cuts it all off but he was saying jesus puts those fences there because he knows that there is more for us and that there is more whenever we have that and we have those boundaries we have freedom in Jesus and that is that's very I needed to understand that and I needed to know that Mm -hmm. because so often the word instruction and discipline all all we think of is restriction but it's the opposite and I love the discipline is also the same root word is disciple Mm -hmm. which I think is just the coolest thing ever because again we think of that there's a negative connotation to those words of instruction and discipline and rules and all these things right but then it's like no when I'm disciplining you what I'm doing is discipling you right I'm teaching you I'm I'm urging you in the right direction and when you talk about fences I really I I've actually never heard that before and I think that's cool um and I think Sometimes also, these fences are up because what's behind the fence? Some, like, freaking bull that's out there to kill you, right? And it's like, oh, it's so cute. And then you go in there and more people get killed by cows every year than most other animals. They're up there on the list, guys, I know. Because I talk no. about it all the time when we're, people are like, oh my gosh, we're scared of the sharks. And I'm like, you should be scared of cows. No, because uh, whenever I was looking at the probability of like skydiving injuries, it was like you you could be killed more. Like, by pe- More people get killed each year by cows. And, and I was like, okay. Well, and it's because people go in there and they're like, oh my gosh, the cows, they're so cute. I love them. And then they walk in that fence, right? And they're like, oh, let me go look at the cows. And then guess what the cow does? It charges. And um, cows are very big heavy animals so it charges and what happens are you are you like strong here in this position are you standing and you're like yeah i'm good i can stand against this cow no you get trampled and you don't get trampled you get killed that's why god isn't going to stop you from pursuing the desires of your flesh because again that's that's not who he is it's a choice to follow jesus it's a choice to put your faith in him So he's not going to, he doesn't force you to love him. He doesn't force you to follow him. So he's not going to, like, he's not going to stop you from following those evil desires, but he's going to do everything he can to protect you from them. Mm -hmm. And that's what the fence is. That's what, when you're in your little fence and you are doing, you're living your best life inside of that, you get to experience the freedom and the love of Christ. Because once you go beyond that, and once you leave those boundaries and you think that you know what's best for yourself, 
guess what? Cow. Dead. Well, and that's the thing is that, like, with these fences, it's, again, <clears throat> we delight in following his instruction. And the thing is, is that it's like, okay, yeah, I... Sometimes we'll walk by that fence and be like, wow, those cows are so cute. I love them. Maybe I should go pet them. But that's it. Mm-hmm. You look at them, you see them, because it's not like the desires of our flesh and these temptations and sins. They look great. They do. Mm-hmm. And it's not like you're never going to look at them and you're never going to be tempted by them. But when you are righteously following and chasing after God, you see that fence, you see the cow behind it, and you're like, wow, what a cute cow, and you move on. Yeah. When it talks about the contrast of that down below, it talks about the wicked are not like this. Instead, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. So I looked up the word chaff because, you know, I've heard it. I know what it is, but I was like, we love our let's get some, let's get some, some definitions. So there's three of them. One of them was like corn husks that are like easily, you know, thrown around. Mm-hmm. The other one was like chopped up hay. Yeah, I was going to say that's. I think that's what they Yeah, usually... and then the more general one just said, like, worthless things. Like, worthless objects that have no meaning, have no purpose. Um, so when we are chasing after X, Y, and Z, and none of those include Jesus, we don't have his... Where does it say up here? Um, we don't have his flowing stream next to us that is... Um, like that is producing fruit in our lives it's literally it's it says it right there the whole point of the you're like chaff that's blown in the wind is it tells us when we abide in christ when we are connected we are like a branch connected to the Mm -hmm. vine right Mm -hmm. and if you are connected to the vine you can't be blown away Mm -mm. you can't whereas it says when you're the wicked are like chaff they are pieces of little hay that are not connected to anything they don't have roots they don't have support they don't have sustenance they don't have anything they're just little dead pieces of grass they'd be flying around everywhere and the wind a little wind blows and where do they go oh who knows Mm -hmm. gone maybe they end up in some swamp Mm -hmm. maybe they end up in some nice green pasture Mm -hmm. but you are blown Mm -hmm. you're blown around and so as followers, we are called to abide, to be stay connected, so that we don't end up being blown around and blown all over the world, here and there, and following after these desires and chasing and doing our own thing, you know? Well, again, because at the end of the day, like, those things, they could bring you satisfaction for a little bit, but it's all superficial. It's mm-hmm. not... Um, like, you're going to be blown around, oh, I love this, and then whoop, zoop, 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 and then you're going to look back and be like, what the heck? Just, like, nothing, you're going to feel hopeless, and it says right here, you're going to feel worthless, you're going to feel hopeless, and what you were saying about, like, um, abiding in him, she says in the devotional to, um, I can't remember the exact context, but she was saying, dig your roots deep in God's love, um, and then she mentioned... Um, she said, dig your roots deep in God's love. And then it says in John 15, five, the one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit. So it's that same concept when you abide in him and you dig deep in his love and, um, are a faithful servant to him. It tells you right there, you're like fruit will be produced. Mm -hmm. So that's just, yeah, we love that. Yeah. I just... 
Well, and also this kind of, I kind of um, have just been thinking about this, which I think it, I don't really know what it has to do with. You said something and I thought of it, but, okay. or actually no, okay, I'll say this one instead. So in my small group last night, we, I guess it's Friday, so two nights ago, but we talked about um, how so often when we chase after all these things and when we fill ourselves up with all of these. So for me personally, it's just my schedule. I, I fill my schedule up to the brim. I fill every hour with something because I don't, I don't want to be doing nothing. And I fill it up and I fill it up. And the other day I just got so overwhelmed with everything. I was like, I have way too much going on, but I don't know how to like stop anything. I don't know how to like stop doing these things. Yeah. And I talked to my aunt and she was like, hope the thing is, is that you, most of these things are not selfish things. There are a lot of leadership positions and jobs and things where it's like okay I'm basically pouring myself out to others right and I'm doing these things for others and part of it is for myself because it's like no but I need to do these things I need to do these things because like I feel filled by these things I mm -hmm. if it, it's these are things that like make me feel good it makes me feel good to when uh you know, I lead them through Bibles. It makes me feel good when I do these things and when I lead cotton, when I lead and all of these things, right? But we talked about how when you are not actively chasing after Christ, when you are not allowing yourself to be renewed by Christ, when you are not allowing yeah. yourself to be filled by the Spirit, <clears throat> you pour yourself out and you feel empty right or you try to fill yourself up and you feel empty but for me I pour myself out and I feel empty mm -hmm. and I remember and because my aunt was telling me she was like you hope you need to stop giving and you need to take yeah and you need to have time for yourself right and I just remember I, I wrote a devotional over this summer about um it was in Philippians and it was talking about how Christ emptied himself on the cross, right? And I just wrote about how basically, like, when we are actively pursuing Christ and being renewed, we can empty ourselves fully for the sake of the gospel yeah. and feel full, mm -hmm. right? We can give everything that is what we are called to do yeah. is to give everything all of it our time our resources our our friends our life our uh, give it all for the sake of the gospel right and paul talks about that all the time in so many of his books but the thing is is that if we try to do that and we are not rooted and we are not planted next to the stream of living water. Then we go and we empty ourselves out. We talk about this analogy of a stream that we sit in, right? This is our renewal. And we fill up a big bucket because we see some travelers, weary travelers over there in the desert. They don't even see this stream. It's kind of like behind a little like deserty hill, you know? Mm 
I kind of that's kind of how I picture it is like there's this little hill and you I can see them but they can't see me they can't see this stream and so they're out there like dying of thirst and so then I find this big bucket and I run out to them and it's like hey hey, hey try this try this this water is so good y'all don't even know and they're like oh my gosh we're bro bro there's a whole stream you thought the bucket was good try me I, this isn't my water like there's a whole stream back there right so you invite them in but sometimes what happens is we fill up this bucket and we go out into the desert and share and we empty it and what do we do we walk around with an empty bucket mm -hmm. we forget there's a stream mm -hmm. we end up oh. <gasps> wrap it up wrap it up but <laughs> we end up being the weary traveler that's yeah. then out there without and we feel empty and tired and thirsty right yeah that's we good. crave we crave for that stream that we had and we wander around and we're like huh i wonder why i'm so tired because what we're supposed to do is you fill your bucket up and what do you do you empty it completely out for the others right okay <laughs> but the lights in my car just turned off randomly but um and then won't turn back on <gasps> no i always thought that was because the battery died it's actually because my car is amazing and after the lights are on for too long they automatically turn off um her car is amazing guys i love it but anyway and so we're supposed to go empty this bucket out and then go back to the stream refresh sit in the stream for a minute and then go do it again mm -hmm. so anyway that's encouragement to y'all is be faithful in everything empty yourselves but also be filled and yeah thanks for listening <laughs>